Blog Talk Radio. Chicken steak chips, a hot 
Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Serve on fish and vegetables. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. All right, that's Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. Again, that's flbbqsauce.com, flbbqsauce.com. Get your four-pack, tell all your friends about it. And without further ado, we're going to bring our very first caller on the line tonight. How you doing so far tonight, Lou? Okay, Alan, thanks. You're welcome. That's good to hear. How you been? All right. Oh, so it's well, great to hear from you. No, yeah. No big surprise in the draft last night. I think we knew that one by Yellow was going to be the first pick overall. So not really a surprise there. No, you're absolutely right. There was no surprises there. It was definitely the number one pick that everybody wanted. How do you think he's going to do in the NBA? Well, we had to wait and see about that because I mean, he's never played in this country before. Or not. So, you know, it's felt right. Right now, I think it's just all, you know, a bit hyped up. Let's see what he does, you know, on the court. But, you know, fans don't have to necessarily wait until the start of preseason to uh, get Clemson because he's going to play, play in the, in the uh, summer school leagues. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, that's the thing about draft picks. I, I would say yeah. maybe 10 15%, maybe 20% yeah. maybe make it. But you're right. I don't get super hyped on draft picks. I mean, there's some that you just know are going to do well. Should. No, go ahead, Lou. You shouldn't get so hyped up, but, you know, uh, draft uh, draft pick, especially someone that we've never even, even seen play in the state. I mean, he's all Europe. You know, he's going to adapt to a different style of basketball here. So it's really tough to say how he's going to do. For all we know, he could be another, you know, yeah, I definitely don't wish anybody bad. I agree with you. But that's some big shoes to fill. David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Yeah. And his he sounds like Tony Parker though. You know, he's got that yes, French yes. that French accent. He sounds like Tony Parker. But Well, yeah. You know, I, I wish him the best. It seemed like he really wanted to be the number one pick. It seemed like he said it was his dream and I love to see people fulfill mm-hmm. their dream. But you're right. When you just get drafted, I would say that's maybe 20 to 30% of your job. 70% of it is what you do after you get drafted. Mm-hmm. I'd even say 75%. But, yeah, you're right. There yep, were no surprises true. there. No surprises whatsoever. So, you know, I know you mentioned he's from another country. How do you think his mental fortitude would do here in the States? Mm. That's that's tough one because you know what they say is like ninety percent mental, so he's gonna have to you know uh, learn to work off that when he gets you know when he gets uh, started over here. I mean, basketball's not just a physical game; it's a mental game. Yeah, you're right. It's a mental game, and basketball too is played very differently in the states than it is in other countries. So that is something yeah, I am I'm a little bit. 
Yeah, like you said, it, it is played very differently. I mean, it's still basketball, but it is it is a different game. You know, you have to kind of get acclimated real quickly in basketball because you can fall behind quick. And mm-hmm. guys, guys try to rough you up. You got to be able to deal with that as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. But he, he did get what he wanted. He wanted the number one pick. He got it. And, you know, they rated him a, a great A+. Plus. The pick, they rated San Antonio Spurs with the first pick as an A+. Plus. So <laughs> you rated A+, plus too? Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's really premature. Yeah. You know what? It is premature. And every time I think about draft picks, I think about that movie, He Got Game. Yes. That's a great movie for guys to watch because you can get swept up in a lot of bad stuff real quick in the NBA. There's a lot of pitfalls off the court and on the court. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's definitely, you know, right. And I wanted to get your take on something. I'm going to talk more about this a little yeah. bit later in the show. But what are your thoughts about – Dave Martinez, you know, he's he seemed like he goes off a lot and he just makes a big spectacle when he gets thrown out of these games. What are your thoughts on Dave Martinez and him and the umpires and things of that nature? You mean what was called the most ridiculous play I've ever seen in my career? Uh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are ways to lose a game, but there are other ways to lose a game. But, you know, I think he's got a problem. I mean, 80 games thrown out, that's got to be some kind of record. I mean, this guy's got. I think this guy's got some uh, some issues to deal with here. You know, you're arguing about you know uh, what the players minute was not played, and he said this was the most stupidest call I've ever seen. Maybe it was, but still, I mean, you know, you're going off half eight and getting tossed out of the game. Boy, talk about ridiculous. Eighty games tossed. Players get that tossed much of their career, but a coach eight times in their career. That's a bit much. This guy's got some issues. Yeah, I have fortunately have to agree with you on that. I agree with everything because you're right. That's just way too much. You're too much on the, on the fringe, on edge. And the last one he got thrown out, I give the umpire credit. He actually let him go for a while before he rang him. You know, yeah. if, after everything he said, if he would have just kept walking away like he was doing and just not say any more, he actually would have still been in the game. But then he turned around and right. came back to round two, and that's what got him wrong. But the ref actually, the umpire gave him, you know, I would say a long leash, Not especially the way people call guys out as quickly. Go ahead. How about a noose? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. You don't want to be known as the, the – you don't want to be known – as the manager that just loves to get thrown out. And you know who could verify that? Lou Pinella. It's, you know, Lou Pinella, he's, he's, he's my guy, but I would say that if he would have got thrown out maybe 20 to 25% less. He got thrown out a lot. He got thrown out a lot. And he got known for that and a bad reputation for that. And I believe that's the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame right now. Because yeah. – when you get a bad rep like that, it you know some 
some voters can look at that negatively. So, oh, just, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't have that thin a skin. You you have to say your piece and then you know let it be. And sometimes you just got to shrug stuff off. You can't just argue every call. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of sports going on, a lot of great things, and SP's going on, and your show is coming up tomorrow. What do you got cooking? Let's see. Well, of course, we're going to talk about the NBA draft, uh, yep. the College uh, World Series finals. And well, you know, last night I missed the, I missed the end of the game because switching back and forth between that and the draft, and I missed the home run of the year. Oh, great, sure. Uh, the the uh, USFL playoffs are underway. Oh boy, yes, I said that out loud. Yuck. Uh, we'll recap the um, <laughs> we'll recap the U.S. Open golf tournament, which was a doozy. Uh, we'll also have our regular features as well. So. Well, so of course, and uh, Gold Cup soccer starts tomorrow, so I want to get some players, uh, caller thoughts on that for those who follow it. Also, with MLB and any UFC, WWE, as we can probably think of. So, if you got time between 4 and 6 tomorrow, on the following number, 512-543-4662. I'll repeat that again, 512-543-4662. That's right. Make sure you guys call in tomorrow. I called in last weekend. This weekend, unfortunately, I'm going to talk to you guys about an event I'll be at. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to dial in tomorrow, Lou, but I know you're going to do a great show. I'll be in an event, and I'll talk to you guys a bit later about that in the show. But make sure you support Lou. As you mentioned, between 4 and 6 tomorrow, 512-543-462. Again, it's 512-543-4662. And he's also on YouTube Live in the Enhanced Sports Show. So That's make right. sure you do that. And if, if they watch you on an enhanced sports show, can they chat in? Uh, yeah, you can you can leave a comment in the box. That's all you got to do. But you got to go to the uh, YouTube and dial in enhanced sports show first before you do anything. Right, right. And when they're watching you, if they want to chat with you, would they be able to? Or more or less, you can leave a comment. Just leave a comment. Okay. So you got your yeah. option, folks. Yeah. I'll do my best to at least uh, leave a comment in the YouTube chat real quick. You know, just okay. let you know that I'm, I'm thinking about you. But I probably won't be able to call in, you know, because I will be at an event, which I'm going to talk to the listening audience a bit later in the show about. So you guys are going to be really interested in a lot to hear about that. But, yeah, make sure you support Lou. I'll do my best to, if I can, I'll definitely do my best to chat in and say, hey, Lou, how you been? Let you know I'm thinking about you. All right, thanks. You're welcome, Lou. All right. And always always a pleasure, and definitely have a great weekend. Always love to hear from you. You're the best. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> no, that means a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, Lou. That's a great Lou. Always glad and always a pleasure to hear from him. Make sure you guys call in because I unfortunately won't be able to call in, but I know you guys will, so – Definitely do that between 4 and 6 Eastern Standard Time Zone on Saturday. It's tomorrow. And, yeah, I was talking about the the draft picks. And I'm going to talk a bit more about that. But, yes, I thought about that. And that movie comes to plump mind. You know, he got game. Because 
even current NBA players who are not rookies get caught up in stuff, not mentioning names, but we all know what's going on, you know, already in the sports world, in the NBA, a lot of drama, but yeah, you know, you gotta pick to stay with the people, you know, that you can trust, be careful because there's a lot of distractions out there with these NBA drafts. I get worried more about that than anything. And, you know, um, definitely prayers go out to Len Bias because, you know, uh, you can check out his story. But, yeah, you know, sometimes it's it's great when I hear about the NBA draft, but it's also sometimes I, I get those thoughts about some of the things that can unfortunately happen on draft night that are not so positive. But definitely congratulations to Victor Wembyama from France for being the first overall draft pick. In fact, he he uh, he want to hear that 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 sentence. The Spurs number one draft pick in the 2023 draft. Spurs Victor Wembyama, and congratulations on his first round pick. Yeah, close to home. Believe it or not, but the for those who don't know. The Magic actually had two picks. They had the number six pick, who they chose Anthony Black from Arkansas. And they also had the number 11 pick, which they got Jet Howard from Michigan. So those are going to be two guys we're going to look out for. Definitely, the Orlando Magic needs some help. We can definitely use them here in Orlando. And it should be exciting to see what they do. So for those who don't know, the Jet Howard should bring him a little bit of versatility in the three-point shooting. So definitely we're looking forward to that three-point shot. Should be great to see. And you have also Anthony Black, who's a very, very good jumbo guard, 6'7". So it should be interesting to see. It should be very interesting to see how this turns itself out. And if for the players who haven't seen it, make sure you watch that movie, He Got Game, and see how you can get caught up real quick. Watch that movie, He Got Game, and learn from other people's mistakes. But yeah, congratulations to all the picks for the NBA. It was definitely really cool to see it. A lot of dreams fulfilled, and it's exciting. But yeah, so... I would have to say, you know, first round went pretty well. I don't think anybody, the only person who I felt got shafted a bit and really (laughs) was Brandon Miller, the second overall pick right after Victor for the Charlotte Hornets, Brandon Miller. You know, unfortunately he got, he didn't get the welcome you would want. He got a lot of booze and I think a lot of that booze came from, you know, the fact that Michael Jordan had a lot of input on this pick. He also had, an, unfortunately, an off-the-field incident. And he didn't do so hot in the NCAA tournament as well. Talking about Brandon Miller. But he did get selected number two. Charlotte Hornets have been a, have, have a really, really poor record as far as draft picks. So I think it was just a frustration of that frustration of the fact that you know Jordan is selling the team 
And I think the fans just are overall frustrated. You know, we talked about Jordan and we agree with a lot of other people have said that he's not, wasn't the greatest owner. We would, I would agree with that. But uh, also what goes into that with not being the greatest owner is that you get a lot of pimped up frustration. And I think that's what happened with the fans. This wasn't the pick that the fans wanted and they let everybody hear a lot of booze, you know, so we'll see how it works out. That's probably the most interesting pick where the fans didn't really give him any love, but in his defense, you got to give somebody a fair shake before you start booing them. You know, just because somebody got drafted higher doesn't mean they're going to do better. Somebody could got drafted later can end up being a Hall of Famer. You just never know. Tom Brady is a great example of that. So just give him a fair shake, see how it works out. And <laughs> it's only up from here. So you're going to have a new owner soon. You know, allegedly, if that works out, maybe things will change. But give him a fair shake. And, yeah, I was touching on this a bit when Lou called in about Dave Martinez. And for those who didn't see the play, basically it was an inside low pitch. He thought it was a strike. He went ahead and was arguing for a good period of time, and I'll give the umpire credit. He let it go for a while. He did let it go. And if Dave would have kind of just kept walking to the dugout because he was on his way to the dugout and just let it be, he wouldn't have got rung. And that's even after he got behind the home plate and it was acting like, (laughs) you know, somebody in the military crawling on the ground. So, you know, I would just tell you from experience, Lou Pinella, we've had the honor of doing a great interview with him. And I've actually did a couple of interviews with him. One was a sit down exclusive. And I will tell you that you do not want to be known as as the manager who gets, who just, looking to get into an argument or looking to get rung up because it will come back to haunt you. And it'll be things that you'll kind of regret afterwards. Like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't have went that far with it. You'll have much more regret than feeling like you did something cool. And, you know, it was funny when he had like, (laughs) you know, the Grady pictures, and he was doing that <laughs> when he had the sheriff Grady Judd type photos of what he thought he disagreed with. That was funny, but now it's getting a bit much. This let some of the stuff go. Don't don't get thrown out for at least two months. You know, two months. Make it two months, and then go from there. Yeah, and um, there was you know some great things that happened during a week in baseball that was really cool. I love I love the fact <laughs> that you know with baseball I would have to talk about the Rays now and me and my family for those who don't know me and my family went to a Rays game on Tuesday and on Tuesday we got a chance to stay in the suite and we had VIP treatment I mean it was just it was awesome it was phenomenal it was really really Really, really cool. Let me first and foremost, before I go into stories, let me give the Tampa Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, a round of applause. Let me do that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was such a really cool and awesome experience. You know, we got to the suite. In the suite, who for those who never got a chance to sit in the suite, it was all you can eat food. So I was with my family, worked out great because the kids was able to get snacks. I mean, good snacks too, Doritos, chips, like a pretty nice sized bag of chips, cookies, cake. They had also in there nice gourmet nuts and stuff, popcorn hot dogs, hamburgers, pulled pork. I mean, a whole really nice spread. Any drink you can want, and it wasn't like where you had to kind of get a refillable drink. It was drinks in a can. So you could have got canned sodas of Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke, you name it. And all you can eat for the kids, they loved it. I had all you can eat. They had a nice little pretzel roll in there, too, that was hot. Man, it was awesome and then this the this the kicker what the rays did also i knew it was my day because as we got really close to the suite and this is a sign why the rays need to start hooking up the alan alfred sports talk show with media access this is a sign right here you know what it was a lot of signs but this was like the exclamation point when we were walking in, parking in lot one real close, and we walked in, was almost right at our suite, within 10 feet, 10 feet of our suite, we looked behind us, and Raymond was right behind us. So we took a picture right there with Raymond, right before we walked in the suite, but it even, it even gets better than that. In the picture that I posted on Facebook, if you look closely, right next to my wife, to the left-hand side, you can see a room, and you can see media credentials only to enter this room and out of all places that we could have ran into raymond and used as a background just coincidentally it was just oh raymond can you take a picture of the family right behind my wife was the door for the media access i had no idea that was the place where the media access goes because i never got media access yet and lo and behold it was in the picture you can see it clearly that is a sign that the alan alfred sports talk show is going to get media access to cover the race. I don't care what anyone says. God is my witness, and I know God is telling me what's up. And that was just just the tip of the iceberg. And then not even 10, 15 minutes after we got there in the suite, I had to put down my food because <laughs> DJ Kitty walks in. DJ Kitty walks in this private suite with a door, and he took pictures with everyone. It was really cool. So we got Raymond and DJ Kitty within 10, 15 minutes of us getting in the suite. And the kicker was Raymond, I don't think Raymond came. I didn't see him. He may have came in the suite while I was getting my food, but I didn't doubt it. I don't think Raymond actually came in the suite. I just I coincidentally ran into him on his way passing our suite. But DJ Kitty did go in. And then we were sitting at, we had great seats. You got a chance to see really, really good. And also by being a suite, another great thing about being a suite is that you don't, you're not really in harm's way of getting hit by a, a ball. Now, can anything happen? Can, sure. But it, it, where you're sitting at, I would have to say you're pretty safe from a ball coming into the suite. You know, crazy things have happened. It might hit a seat and ricochet. But where you're at, you're 
about as safe you can be unless you're behind a plexiglass and you're not behind a plexiglass in the suite, which is really cool. You know, really great experience. Seats are nice and cushioned. <laughs> it was awesome. And, you know, parking a lot one, too, was really cool. We didn't have to walk far. What also did happen as well is that got to give props to the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Tampa Bay Rowdies also deserve a round of applause. Let me do that. Tampa Bay Rowdies went ahead and sent Pelican Pete. Pelican Pete, we could see him right at the seven-inning stretch. He was about one section over, and he was just hanging out there pretty much for a long time. And when he did the seven-inning stretch, Pelican Pete was the guy that they came there with the camera crew right in front of his face. And then after he did his little video skit that they put on the Jumbotron, guess where he went next? Right in our suite. Came in our suite, took pictures of Pelican Pete. <laughs> this is after we enjoyed so much food and so much fun during the game. Pelican Pete came through for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. So Tampa Bay Rowdies and Pelican Pete, you're going to get another round of applause. That was awesome. And then the race thing about after that was the Baltimore Orioles jumped on the Rays real quick. They went up seven to nothing. And I'll tell you, if Randy would have got a hit towards the end of the game for the Rays, they may have been able to come back and win that game. It, it was final was eight to six. It was real close. The Rays kept chipping away, and that's what you want to do when you're down by a, a big lead. It kept chipping away, and then lo and behold, it was a real close game, and it was a real fun, entertaining game. I thought we watched it the very, very end. We did not leave early. For those who were questioning, we did not leave early. And the reason why is because I felt, I felt that insurance run that the Orioles got did help them out a lot. But a bloop and a blast is all you need to tie the game, and I would have loved the family to see a walk-off home run. I mean, a walk-off um, game-winning home run or grant or three-run home run that wasn't the game. But it wasn't meant to be. They did lose the game, but it was an exciting game. And, you know, I, I'll go ahead and let you guys know that, you know, the, the Rays are, are doing their thing here in Tampa, man. You guys need to come by and check them out. You need to come by and check them out. They won today, 11-3 to against the Royals. And I'll go ahead and give you guys the standings. The Rays are up five games over the Orioles. So that was a big win for the Orioles because they're now the Orioles are number two. For those who don't know, the Yankees are ten and a half games back. So the Yankees are starting to fade a bit. I don't think they're out. I definitely don't think the Yankees are out. But the Orioles are doing really well. 45 wins, 28 losses, only five games back. And it was it was great. It was great. You guys need to come out to the Rays. You had about 28,000 that, that day. The uh, Also, want to give props to Canes because there was 10 Ks in the game, so the kids were able to get 10 Ks, and guess what? We was able to go to Tijuana Flats, get some uh, taco, chips, and a drink the very next day 
because the Rays had 10 Ks. So props to Kane's Furniture and props to Tijuana Flats for that cool promotion. And the Tampa Rays, even though you're declining me, I got nothing but love for you. I know that my time is coming, and you know it too. So till we meet again, thanks for the temporary raise, for that hospitality. There was some really first-class stuff. Really enjoyed it. More to come and more great times at Tropicana Field. Thank you again for that great VIP treatment. Me and my family really appreciate it in the suite. You guys are awesome. Mascots are awesome. Tampa Bay Rowdies. So you get another round of applause. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and shift gears. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, a little bit about the XFL, and a bunch more. We're going to go ahead and, and do that. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and take a little break with our great guy, great definitely show supporter, Sam Scola and Mary. We're going to take a break, take a break by playing a sports theme with Sam Scola and Mary from Maine. Really appreciate them. Guys need to go ahead and give them that deal. They need a record deal. Come on, folks. Reach out to Alan Offred Sports Talk Show. We'll put you in contact with Sam Scola. Give him a big-time contract. Give him a big-time deal. Just like I'm going to be in the Ray Stadium, he's going to get that contract. You guys need to give me a call. I'll put you through to him. We'll make it happen. But here's a sports theme song by Sam Scola. Thank you. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate Mary from Maine. Let's go.
that's Sam Scola, sports team. Thank you so much. So great to hear Sam Scola's song. Put you in a great mood from Maine. Definitely appreciate Sam Scola and Mary. And we're going to shift gears and talk about the NFL and OTAs. Give you guys some great insight on that. You know, um, it does seem as if the courting period is still going strong with DeAndre Hopkins and the Patriots. They're really pushing, trying to make a deal. It sounds like over there, the Patriots. So don't be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins not signed deal yet, but they're still pursuing him. I actually think that would be actually a very good fit for him because he really is a Bill Belichick fan and it gives him an opportunity to be the number one receiver. I think that the Patriots do need that. And he's a veteran now. I think, I think some of the off the field stuff is behind him and I think that'd be a great fit. So it will be interesting to see where he goes. There's a lot of other things that happened. Toy Tonga Valoya, Tonga Valoya should say he's testing out a new helmet to protect the quarterbacks and he bulked up a lot this off season. I don't think the strength is an issue. I don't really think the helmet's an issue, but I do think him and those concussions are an issue. I will say it again, him playing in the NFL makes me very, very, very nervous. I mean, I know you want to play. I know you're a warrior and get all that, but your health is your wealth. And if you are susceptible to concussions, which it does appear that he is, too many concussions in a short period of time, he does make me nervous, and the muscles is not going to stop that. So prayers to Tua. Hopefully it's just a – it works out well for him. And so to Tua, definitely hopes that it works out well for him. I wish him nothing but the best, but he does make me nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. And Dalvin Cook. Seems like he's he could be headed towards Miami. It's not official yet, but keep your eye out for that. You know, I'll keep you up to date, but it seemed like that's where he's leaning towards. And, you know, one thing that also came out of OTAs is that Lamar Jackson did say that he's going to be running less and throwing more. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm 100% on that because one of the things that Lamar is known for is running. Not saying you need to run every down, but you need to keep that in the the defense's mind that you will take off and run. By you becoming a quote-unquote more of a, pack, a pocket passer, which I don't feel is if, is if it's your full strength, not that you're a bad passer, but I think the fact that you have guys have in their mind that you could take off and run and get a big, big run on them, gives them a lot to think about and they can't, you know what I mean? They have to account for you. They have to give a spy, which means that there's one guy watching you that you might be able to run past and it gives you more lanes to throw. So I wouldn't get away from what you do. Great. Yes. There's nothing wrong with being a, a, a passer a little bit more, but don't get too comfortable back there. Give them something to think about run from time to time, you know, Pull it down and run. Give him something to think about. It's a nice balance is, is what you want to have, I would say. Nice balance. You don't want to be, you know, because I don't think that's your strength. I'm not saying you're a bad passer, but I just don't think sitting back there and throwing 
30 to 40 times a game is going to be the best thing. You need to have a great balance, and you need to use what you're gifted in, and that's your speed. So don't don't get away from that too much. You know, keep that in keep that in your back pocket. But definitely, also one thing that was also interesting was that Allen Robinson worked out mostly in the slot in his first workout was with the Steelers. So a slot receiver versus somebody on the outside, that's something to keep an eye out for Allen Robinson. So I'll definitely uh, keep you guys up to date on that. But yeah, it seems like they're going to try to work him more on the inside rather than in the outside receiver, which means that, you know, he's going to get a lot more slants, a lot more shorter passes thrown to him. But that'll be probably a good thing for Allen Robinson because I don't feel as if definitely I hope he gets a lot of touches, even if they are shorter routes. I think that's actually a great thing for him because he's, you know, he's been in the league for a few years and he let's be real. He really didn't get much action if any with the Rams. So to get a lot of traffic, even short passes, that's a lot better than what he was getting with the Rams. I mean, he was getting no passes. They were throwing everything to Cooper cup, everything to Cooper cup. And it was just a shame. So I would say if I'm Allen Robinson, I'm welcome to slot position take a break from the long routes because they wasn't throwing to you anyway. So take, take your slot and just make the most out of it. But yeah, that was, you know, Jonathan Taylor is sitting out his mandatory mini cap because he's had surgery on his ankle in January. So wish him prayers for a speedy recovery. And I hope that he does come back and he comes back, you know, like the old Jonathan Taylor, you know, he was, he was my guy to help me win my Super Bowl and fantasy football. You know, he he was balling out. He was balling out. And that was like his first year, second year. And he helped me win <laughs> the fantasy football Super Bowl, which is not easy to do. But, yeah, mad props. So those are the things that's going on in the NFL. Also, the SB Awards has officially begun. You know, you should definitely put your vote in. I'm I'm going to be looking at the boxing, a lot of that, you know, but definitely put your SC awards. I love watching it because, you know, you never know who's going to perform, who's going to show up. So it's always entertaining. And the reason why it's, it's really cool that, you know, one of these days, I would love to be on the red carpet doing the SVs. But I'm going to be doing something really similar this weekend, which I'm going to talk to you a little bit later. But, yeah, so definitely check out the S1 category that I definitely am looking to to vote on is, you know, most improved athlete. And that's hard, but I'm going to see who's most deserving of that, and I'll let you guys know. But, yeah, I'll give you guys a chance to – figure out what who you think should get what, and then I'll go ahead and tell you my thoughts on that as well. And one of the things that people do reach out to me, which I'm really cool, at, I'm really happy they, they do, because it's showing that we're making waves, and that is quite a few people have reached out to me and asked me, hey, I know whether it be you know, a friend, family, relative, or themselves, what do I need to do in order for me to make it and get enjoined in the XFL? And that's a very, very good question. 
because the XFL is starting up. You know, this is going to be the second year. It's a great opportunity for you. And you should try to get involved. So what you should do is this. You should go ahead and you're not going to just get on the team. Just let me, unfortunately, got to break some people's hearts by saying this. You know, being cool with me is, is great. I love to be cool with anybody. But in order for you to make it to the XFL, it's not the homie hookup line. You got, you have to earn that right. Just like all the players that are on the field, the guys that get drafted or the guys who make it all the way to an NFL invite, they have earned that spot. This is not the homie hookup line. I mean, I'll, I'll get you in the right place, but in order for you to get into the XFL, you have, you must earn it. You have to play and ball out. You got to show them you deserve to be on the team. The great thing with that is if you come out there and ball out and you show that you deserve to be on the team, I can tell you first and foremost, you will get that opportunity. You will get an opportunity. And you will get not just an opportunity, people are going to give you a fair look at you to see if you are somebody that should be on the XFL, a part of the XFL. The XFL, to me, clear up a few things. Just like the NFL, you can be invited to camp. You can be on the team, like far as coming there, working out with the team. And then as they cut down to the roster, you can get cut, just like the NFL. So when you get there, not only do you have to ball out and get your opportunity for you to make it a league, if you want to stay in the league, you got to keep balling out. And not only that, you got to be a class act on and off the field. They don't deal with any, you know, junk, so to speak. They don't go for that. It's, 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 it's a strict, strict type of thing. You know, you are now going to be representing the league and they don't want to be embarrassed. Who wants to get it? Who wants to sign somebody and get embarrassed after they sign them? So, you have to go to one of these showcases. Now, the HBCU showcases and some of the rookie draft showcases, which are already went, already came and gone, those, some of those were invite only. But the great thing about the XFL is they'll gladly see you at the showcase without you being invited. You, it's like you just show up. You First, you got to register. You know, you got to register and do all that. And then you got to show up. The next showcase is the St. Louis Showcase, St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri Baptist University, Friday, July 7th. That is exactly two weeks from today. And we're like, hey, man, it's only in Missouri, St. Louis. Well, if you want to show that what you got, you will show up. You will take a Greyhound bus. You would drive, you would fly, you would figure out a way to get down there. But show up to the showcase. Hey, even at these so many showcases, the one in Atlanta and the one at the HBCU Clark University, guess what? The owner was there, one of the owners, Danny Garcia. Reggie Barlow was there. And also 
my guy, you know, from the Guardians. Coach Buckley was there. So you're going to get an opportunity. You got to make the most of your opportunity. And this is also what I want to let a lot of people know is that just like the NFL, just like the NBA, getting drafted is only 20% of what you need to do. It's a great opportunity. It's a great start. It's something to celebrate for that that day and that night. But after that ne- that day, after you celebrate, you got to come ready to work. You got to come ready to work because 80% of it is after you get selected. A lot of people play real hard so they can get an opportunity. They get the opportunity and then they just, oh, I got it. It's like a bragging note to them. You know, it's an ego flex. Oh, I got the opportunity. Oh, I got drafted. Oh, I got selected. Okay, that yes, you got your foot in the door. Now that you're in the door, what are you going to do? Yes, you got it. You got your foot in the door. It's just like me with talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. Me getting the opportunity is only 20% of my job. 80% is what I do after I get the opportunity. Always remember that. 80-20 rule. 20%. Is what you did to get the opportunity. 80% is after you got the opportunity. So you got to go there and ball out. And then you got to continue to keep balling out. If you cannot make the one July 9th, I beg your pardon, Friday, July 7th, which is two weeks from now, there is one could be more convenient for you on the Sunday, Sunday, July 9th. And that was at the University of Maryland in College Park, Maryland. So that one could be more convenient for you. Now, that's the St. Louis showcase was on Friday. The Washington DC showcase is on Sunday, two days later. Can't make those two. Guess what? You still are in luck. They have a Houston showcase Friday, July 14th. That's at the village school in Houston, Texas. And they have last and, and but not least, there's actually two more chances. You'll have one at XFL Arizona Showcase at Arizona State University in Temple, Arizona, Sunday, July 16th. And then last but not least, they have the XFL Combine Tuesday through Thursday, July 25th to July 27th in Arlington, Texas. And Choctaw Stadium. And you know what? That's in Arlington. It's a beautiful, beautiful little city, Arlington. You know what? That's your chance right there. So you have five showcases I just described. St. Louis, College Park, Maryland, Houston, Texas, Arizona, Temple, Arizona, and Arlington, Texas. You have an opportunity. And you go ahead and ball out, you get signed, and you go ahead and, and continue to do great things. But, yeah, you want to get in the XFL, you got to earn it. It's, this is not just the walk-on line. You know, that's just not how it works. Everybody's – you're going to get evaluated just like you would, kind of like in the NBA. Not so much like the NBA, the NBA. Not so much like it is in the NFL in regard that, you know, you'll have kind of like a combine workout. But the last workout does sound like it. It sounds very similar to a combine workout. But, yeah, you know, they're going to check your height. They're going to check your run. 
they'll check how high you jump. You're going to be evaluated and you're going to be interviewed and checked out. Yeah, it's serious business. But the great thing is, what are the expectations and is it worth it? The expectations is that you come out there and ball out and you are class act. You behave like a class act. You give your best foot forward and you treat everybody with respect. You don't come in there cocky. You come with humility and show them that you want a spot. Best way to show them is to not talk about it, is to be about it. Is it worth it? If this is your dream and you want to fulfill that dream, it is absolutely worth it. Not only that, they're giving you an opportunity to showcase. A showcase is, hey, I'm going to look at you and give you an opportunity to show me what you got. Show me what you have, and I'll let you see if you have what it takes. I'll let you know if you have what it takes for us, for you to be a part of our team. Somebody had given me an opportunity for a showcase of showing what I have. I'm going to do my very best. And here it is. You know, that's the great thing about the XFL. The XFL, that's not an understatement. The XFL is a league of opportunity. It is a league of opportunity. That's what it is. That opportunity could be playing the XFL year after year after year, or that opportunity could be you getting an invite for the NFL and signed to an NFL contract. So the XFL having this opportunity for you is, is really a blessing because a lot of these players wouldn't even would be doing something else, doing a completely different profession. They definitely wouldn't be playing football professionally. And the XFL is professional football. So I want to let you guys know that it's not no funny games. It is professional football. I will tell you from my first and foremost dealing with the XFL for the whole season is professional football. Absolutely. Presentation. It did not surprise me that some of these guys got invites to the NFL. The only thing that surprised me was that there was over a hundred. 108 to be exact on my last count. And that number does change. That's a running number. But 108 as of last week was the number that I last heard. And it's accurate because, you know, four of the players on the Guardians got an invite. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of other teams got more. So it is, it is absolutely worth it. And it's a blessing that you, if you're playing, that the XFL is now an option for you. You know, it's an, it's an option for you because if you did get overlooked, here's a chance for you to get some views, some eyes on you. And then they may not have missed you twice. You know, it's like when you raise your hand, the teacher may have missed you. But if you keep raising your hand, the teacher's gonna out, definitely going to see you and eventually going to call on you. If you keep knocking on the door, someone's going to answer. You got to go ahead and ball out, and it's definitely worth it. So if you do go to a combine or a workout, just do me one favor, one thing. Just tell them the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show sent you. That's it. Tell them the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show sent you. That's one. And two, ball out. You got to ball out. You got to show them and earn that spot. But just tell them that we sent you here. Definitely, I'm looking forward to dealing with the XFL in 2024. 
there's a, other people that want to get involved with the XFL. It's been great. It's been wonderful to deal with the XFL. I know that that, my opinion, and as my opinion, that really matters. But yes, I definitely say it's worth it. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and discuss boxing. We're going to switch some gears and talk about boxing. Yep, got to talk about my boxing. And, man, there's a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about in boxing, you know, and things, things are, you know, that's, that's the interesting thing now about boxing is that things are kind of, kind of warming up in, in uh, boxing and it's a great time in boxing, which is really, really cool because a lot of times it's, it's, it's not always, you know, it, it's not always good when it comes to, to boxing. And the reason why I say that is because usually what happens is, there's always the best fighters are not fighting the best, but it does seem as if they're starting to trend. And let's talk about Harold Calderon versus Gisov. Shakrim Gisov. And I will just say that, you know, I got nothing but love for Harold Calderon. And he's a great guy. I've met him personally. And he's, he, you know, I definitely give him credit for, for doing his best. But this kind of comes into play what I was talking about, about the draft. Getting an opportunity is only 20% of you fulfilling, of you fulfilling your dream or your goal. Yes, it's great to get an opportunity. And everybody needs that opportunity. But now you got to realize that you only succeeded in 20% of 100%. 80% is after you get the opportunity. Harold Calderon wanted this opportunity to be on a big platform, wanted this opportunity to showcase his stuff in front of everybody. He got an opportunity to fight on the zone and wasn't the main card, meaning, you know, the last fight of the night. He was the second to last fight of the night which means that that stadium was already about 95% full, maybe even 98% full. He had a lot of fans in the crowd watching him, supporting him. You could hear it there in New Orleans. And that was all great. I was watching. But Harold Calderon didn't show up. What I mean that he didn't show up is that he was backpedaling the whole night. He let, you know, he let his opponent dictate the terms, Giasov, the whole night. It almost felt to me like Harold got hit with a couple of counters and then kind of made a decision. The decision he made mentally was, hey, I don't want to get knocked out. And since he does have a little bit of pop in his punch, if he counters me again or a couple of times, I could be knocked out, and I don't want to get knocked out, but I'll subject to myself to losing every single round. Every single round, except for maybe one, I felt Harold lost. And I'm saying this with all due respect. I, you know what I mean? One thing about me is I work in the media, but I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm not, it's no haterade for me, but I'm going to tell you 
how I feel, the truth. I'm not going to lie. You know, if I could say it in a nice way, which I always do, but I'm not going to lie. Nothing but love for Howard Calderon. But he was backpedaling the whole night, fighting off of backpedaling, which was not his strength. And he subdued himself to just saying, you know what? I don't want to get knocked out and be embarrassed with a knockout. I'd rather just lose every round. And literally, he lost every round, except for maybe one or two. And he was every round was seeming the same. Versus saying, you know what? I may have to take a couple of hits, but I'm stepping forward to this guy and doing my very best. I'm going to throw, let my hands go. When I, when I say let my hands go, I mean throw some punches. He wasn't throwing no punches. And the boxer, you got to take some risks. You got to take some risks. You know, you can't keep showing the same cadence to your opponent, the same body movements, because the rhythm is the same. And then they'll just keep countering you. And then they're dictating, you're fighting their fight. They're dictating the terms. Sometimes you got to be like, you know what? I need to get inside and hit this guy. If he hits me with a counter, oh, well. Now, I'm not saying you just start the fight and go reckless. No, you can get knocked out that way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm here. I got the opportunity. If he knocks me down or knocks me out, it is what it is. It's better you at least attempting to force the action. I felt as if this fight, Harold Calderon just said, you know what? He hit me with a couple of good counters. I'm, a, I'm afraid now to go ahead and press the action because I might get knocked out. And that's not a, a winning formula. That's not a winning formula. You're going to keep losing rounds. And that's exactly what happened. Round after round after round after round. And I was surprised. The only thing that surprised me at the voting was that one judge didn't have Carol Colerone winning, but he put it pretty close. And it really wasn't. The other judges had it more correct. It was, it was you know, Giasov winning... 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10 rounds. And on top of Harold getting this opportunity and not really showing up, it begs to wish and answer a question that will he get another opportunity like this again? And I would have to probably say it'll be a tough sell because you're age 36, you lost almost every round in this fight, and it was on a pretty big stage. It wasn't a really, a, it wasn't an exciting fight. If I didn't know either one of you, I would say it was kind of a boring fight because it was just every round was the same. And since you didn't force any action, you were subjected to just getting hit with the counters and not really throwing much. It wasn't a lot of entertainment. So if anything, you did more harm than good because if you didn't get the opportunity, you would have kept getting other opportunities other places. and you wouldn't have been on a, such a big platform and not show up and this be like a dud. Hey guys, you're a boxer. You signed up to get hit. You signed up to get hit. You got to take some calculated risks. Hey, I'm going to try to bend in, you know, duck in and try to hit him with a body shot and then go up high. He might hit me with a counter. I'll, I'll keep my gloves up, but Hey, I'm going to take one. Maybe I'll be able to get in three. Throw a quick combination. Sometimes you got to take calculated risks. And yeah, it doesn't mean that you might take a risk of getting knocked out. Yes, 
But at some point, when you're losing every round and you're past, and I wouldn't even wait to the halfway point. If you get to like round three or four and you're losing, you need to just say, screw it. Let's just go for it because you're running out of time. So I give Howard Calderon credit for going in A's warrior. Nothing but love. But yeah, I was disappointed with the effort. I really was. I'm not going to lie. It surprised me, actually, in fact. That did surprise me. But, you know, you see this a lot of times in boxing. You know, guys, I've been waiting for this opportunity. I'm going a, I'm to a get him. I'm going to wait for this opportunity. I've been waiting my whole life. And then you get in there in the ring. There's nobody stopping you. Nobody's stopping him. You're not throwing any punches. You're not letting your hands go because maybe hit you with a couple of counters and you subject yourself to, I don't want to get knocked out, so I'm just going to lose every round. You know, that that's, I don't know. That's not a winning formula. So that was, you know, the fight that happened on the zone, but it was it was definitely I couldn't say it was entertaining, but it was a fight on the zone, and Howard Carlon unfortunately did not win that that fight there. But I will keep you up to date on other fights that are coming up. You know, we did interview. Sinisa Estrada, Sinisa super bad Estrada, to say. She's got a fight coming up soon, so I'm happy for her. I'll keep you guys up to date on that fight as well. But, you know, there is a, a lot of other great things going on. I wanted to go ahead and give <laughs> Antonio Tarver some credit there. He basically took the words right out of my mouth about John Gotti III and that fight with Mayweather. It seemed like when John Gotti III got the fight called off, that's when he wanted a fight. I mean, just go figure. Guys talk all this junk. Blah, 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 blah. I want to fight you. I can't wait. Got the opportunity. Can't wait. Want to do it. Let's go. Let's go. Can't wait. There's day coming. You get in the ring. You're talking smack. They call a fight. Then after they call a fight, now magically you want to fight. You actually want to fight now. The fight's over. Or guy's getting beat up bad he gets knocked out or knocked down a couple of times and the ref calls it now you hey man why'd you call it you know let's go i want to fight and too late don't talk about it be about it and don't try to act like you want to fight when you really don't want to fight you want to fight after the guy calls a fight what sense does that make instead of talking trash you should be throwing them leather you know John got it the third, man. You just embarrass yourself. You you want to fight him and got hit with a counter with Mayweather. I guess it's part of the routine. As it seems staged to me. But now you want to fight because he called the fight. Like, come on, man. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Antonio Tarver said the exact same thing I said. You can check it out yourself at Antonio Tarver's YouTube channel. Subscribe for him. Show him some love. But yeah. And he's still talking junk. Come on, man. Want a rematch? Ain't nobody want to see no rematch. You had your opportunity. You blew it. You got your one payday. And that's another thing. When you fight Floyd Mayweather, you can't, especially in exhibition, exhibition, you can't be expecting to get a rematch in an exhibition. Come on, man. That's what it's called, an exhibition. We just wanted to see what you guys are going to do. And all you do want to do is talk junk in the ring, and you got your fight canceled. You got disqualified, and now you want to fight. 
come on, brother. You didn't want to fight. You didn't want to fight. Stop joking, people. You didn't want to fight. You know, this is part of a whole gamut, a whole, you know, script that you and Mayweather probably, you know, went ahead and disassembled. Just like the guy that was in that green shirt who jumped in the ring, and then he's leaning back to the guy behind him like as if he was going to do something. Hey, hey, hold me back. Come on, man. Leaning back into the guy to hold him back. Just stop. Stop it. 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 Okay? John Gotti, you didn't want to fight. You wanted to fight, you'd have been throwing some leather. And speaking of that, this brings us to (laughs) the fight that's coming up this weekend. Edgar Belanga versus Jason Quigley. They did the weigh-in, and, you know, I, I like Edgar Belanga, you know, you know, but there's certain things about Edgar that kind of irritates me, too. I heard the smack because they had the microphone on what he was saying to Jason Quigley, and you scared, you scared. To me, if anything, Edgar looked more scared because you were talking junk, and trying to be a tough guy and that does not work well when a guy tries to be a tough guy it just comes back to bite you I still do think Edgar is going to win this fight I just don't feel as if Jason Quigley's defense is going to be good enough to beat Edgar Berlanga I just don't see it I feel as if Edgar is going to probably I, I do think Jason is going to shock Edgar and hit him with a couple of really good shots, if anything, knock him down. But I think at the end of the day, because of the defensive prowess that Jason Quigley has, I feel as if Edgar is going to find some spots and be able to open up that right hand. And it's been proven that if you let him get you with the right hand, you're not going to be able to make it. And I just think that's going to happen. It's going to be a war of attrition. And I just think Jason isn't defensively is skilled enough to withstand Edgar's offense. And that's why I still have Edgar still winning a fight. I don't think that Edgar is that super talented as far as boxing skills, where if you did have very good defense and a very good counterpunch, you could cause a lot of problems for a guy like Edgar Berlanga. But I don't see that in Jason Quigley. And that is actually what I wanted to talk about. If you want to be an elite boxer, you have to have excellent, excellent defensive prowess. You can't just be a tough guy who can take punches and can throw hard punches on the punching bag. You have to have boxing. You have to be able to duck well. You have to be able to move out the way from punches, block punches with your gloves. You have to be able to hit and not get hit. One of the few things I agree with Floyd, the art of boxing is, the science of boxing is to hit and not get hit. You can't be, hey, I'm going to trade with this guy and brawl and I'll win. That'll help you win a couple of fights, but if you ever come up with a guy who actually does have boxing skills, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win because you just swing it away is not going to work because he's going to block those punches. If not counter your punch, you throw one, he's going to hit you with two hard ones on the way back. 
and maybe even three. So you throw one, boom, boom, he catch you with three, he blocked yours and hit you with two or three at a time. You do the numbers, you're not going to win in that fight. You must learn effective defense. Effective defense. Watch the movie Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. The first thing he taught Karate Kid was defense. You have to have very skilled in defense. And then after you learn the defensive part, then you learn the next step, which is defense with countering. How do I defend against his punch and throw one when he's when he just you know just threw a punch to make him pay for throwing that punch? You have to be skilled in that. That's the art of boxing, not brawling boxing, not just going out there wailing away and being a tough guy because that doesn't help you win most of your fights. So I just feel as if because Jason doesn't have great defense, I feel as if Edgar's going to have too many opportunities and his offense is, he hits hard enough that I feel like Edgar's going to win the fight because of that. So I have Edgar Belango winning, even though I usually pick the other guy when the guy's talking junk, but I just feel as if Edgar will get enough of his offense in to to win the fight. So we'll we'll keep you posted on that. And you know, I talked about the Terrence Crawford fight. Errol Spence still same here. Still got Terrence Crawford winning that fight. My pick can change as we get closer, but still is holding true. It's got Terrence Crawford winning the fight. And it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Fantastic weekend. You know why it's going to be a fantastic weekend? Because here at the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show, we are attending a fantastic birthday party and life celebration for Norsheen. And it's going to be a fantastic time. And the reason why it's going to be a great event is because at that event, I'm going to be able to interview some former athletes, some entertainers, doctors, MMA fighters. Hey, I got a long list of people I'm going to interview at this venue. And it's going to be a great dancing event, too. Party, food, and it's going to be it's going to it's going to be really 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 awesome. And I think you guys are going to really love it. The content I'm going to have for you, I know that it's going to be something that you're going to think is awesome too because the the event is going to be just a magnificent time. And you know what? I'm excited and I'm going to make sure that we go ahead and give you care of Nosheen Mitra. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us the opportunity to go ahead and represent the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show at your birthday party and life celebration. So we're going to interview some MMA fighters, going to interview some dancers, interview some former athletes, and it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. I'll try to do a little quick teaser with some, you know, Facebook Live or Instagram Live, give you a little little snippet going to put all these interviewing content up and I'm going to get there early try to figure out what's the best 
way to get all this content, you know, as far as the spot. I'll figure that all out tomorrow. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be really great. So that's going to be coming up tomorrow. And the event officially starts at 6, but expect me to be there around, I would say, around 3.30. I like to get there early, maybe even closer to 3, just because I like to kind of look at the scene, look where is the, probably the best bet to set up at, where we can do our interviews, be a little bit quieter, but not too quiet. And it's going to be awesome. You know, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to give you guys all that great content. And we're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to be a great dancing event, great food, great entertainment. <laughs> I'm excited. And that's going to be at the Mirage tomorrow. So I'll let you guys get some great insight on that. It's going to be fun, fun times. That's why I won't be able to call in to Lou. So make sure you guys support Lou. Make sure you do some big things and give him a call. But yes, and <laughs> great thing is that event ends when that event starts when Lou show ends. That's why it would be tough for me to call him because I'll be there at the venue already setting up. But it's going to be a great, great party. And next week we're going to have special guest here i will confirm that so i won't spoil the surprise i don't i don't like to spoil surprises so we're working on that as well and a lot of great things are coming up on the alan alfred sports Hook show i will keep you guys posted if you haven't done so already do me this favor write down this phone number 516-418-5572 516-418-5572 and that is to chime in live we can talk some sports and also please if you haven't done so already subscribe to our youtube channel at alan alford just type in a-l-a-n a-l-f-o-r-d right there at youtube you'll be able to follow us subscribe there that's where i'm going to put up a lot of the content also on our facebook page at alan alford sports talk show and it's Alan Alford Sports Talk Show. And there's a lot of great things that's going to be coming up here in the sports world. I'll keep you guys up to date on that as well. In the meantime, let me go ahead and thank Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. Four great flavors, fusion, Honey Mustard, Classic, and Heat Wave. All outstanding. Try all four. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. So that's Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Make sure you get a four-pack at fbbqsauce.com. F-L-B-B-Q-Sauce.com. And before I sign off, I am going to just go ahead and give my sincere condolences and prayers to all the families and unfortunate victims to the tragedy out in the Atlantic Ocean with the submersible Titan 
and I, I just definitely that story was big this week. I just want to send my prayers, condolences to the families involved. And I will not disclose my opinion about this. It's not the right time. Maybe in the future I will. It's not the right time. It's too soon. But I will just say people out there just have some compassion. People, unfortunately, have lost their lives. So keep that in mind. And with that, prayers and condolences to the families of the victims of the Titan submersible. And definitely it's a tragic event. But hey, uh, until we meet again, this is Alan Alfred from the Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show. Wish you guys great health. Definitely blessings. Please think about the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show in the future. I am going to sign off. Wish you guys well. I'll, I'll be on air tomorrow. So tomorrow at the party, look for us there. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. And we're going to end with the end of the show outro by Sam Scola. Sam Scola and Mary, really appreciate you guys from Maine. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Lou, for calling in. Always appreciate Lou. Make sure you guys don't forget about Lou tomorrow between 4 and 6 p.m., the Enhanced Sports Show. Give him a call. Support Lou. Really appreciate Lou calling in. That's my guy, Lou. But you guys also are extremely awesome. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Allen Alfred Sports Show. Take care and be blessed, everyone. Oh